Hello, my friend. Welcome. It's me, Davin, and this is another episode of the newly minted Free Your Voice, Free Your Life podcast. I'm so glad you're here, as always. I'm especially glad you're here for this episode because I have something that I want to share with you that I hope you'll find practical and useful and illuminating, and I hope the understanding of this might expand how it is that you're able to access a freer and easier experience with your voice, and maybe there will be subsequent value in the whole of your life. The thing that I want to share with you today, I don't exactly know why specifically I feel called to share it with you. For whatever reason, it just keeps showing up that there's a podcast episode waiting to happen about this. So, Here it is. Here we go. Specifically, what it is, is I want to talk to you about constriction. And the reason I want to talk to you about constriction is because I know for a fact that you have experienced constriction as it relates to your voice. And the reason I know that for a fact is because we all have experienced constriction with regards to our voice. Specifically, we have experienced the sensation of constriction or constricting in our throat. And the reason for that is, is because constriction is the number one experience people have when their voice feels less functionally free. Constriction is the primary symptom of dysfunction in the voice. Constriction is the thing that tells us that things aren't working as well as we might like them to. Constriction is the thing that tells us that we aren't coordinating making our sound well. Constriction is also one of the things that we might experience when we're feeling when we're feeling fearful or afraid or anxious or scared or you name it, all of these other things that creep up when we think about using our voice, when we think about being heard, when we think about being known in our sound. Now, if you've hung out with me for a while, you've heard me say this before, so stick with me because it's so important. You'll hear me say it again. It's really fundamental in your understanding of how your voice works. But to make a sound with your voice is an act of coordinating your body. To make a sound with your voice, any sound, the sound of your speaking voice, the sound of humming, the sound of singing, to make a sound is an act of coordination in your body. There is a mechanism in your throat that's comprised of tissue and cartilage and ligaments and muscle. And it's a system. It's a system that has to work together in tandem. And it either works with more or less efficiency. And that refers to the way in which you're able to coordinate. You bring different parts, different pieces together in a way that allows for them to support and even enhance the movement that they each offer. Now, you, of course, aren't thinking about this most of the time when you sing. You're not thinking about this when you talk, (laughs) especially. But you do notice when this coordination isn't happening well in that your throat will feel constricted. Likely, right now, you can bring up a memory. You might even be able to bring up the sensation, the feeling in your body of your throat closing. You know this feeling of going for a big note and it just feeling like everything collapses on you. Or walking into a room and feeling so nervous that your throat just feels like it clamps up. This is a real somatic physical experience. The sensation of your throat closing, the sensation of constriction is 
a real experience. It's the actuality of constriction. And this act, this experience, is antithetical to how the voice works. The voice is most free when it is absent of constriction. Interesting, right? So the actuality of your throat closing is the actuality of shutting down your voice, of inhibiting your ability to express yourself. And the actuality is an experience in your body. It's not simply a thought or an idea. It's specifically the swallowing muscles of your throat, closing, tightening, squeezing, clamping, narrowing. Now, just to define terms here a little bit, I want to be clear that constriction is different than contraction, and constriction is different than tension. Now, this might get a little bit technical, but see if you can stick with me here. Coordination is often about managing and balancing seemingly opposing forces. Think like push, pull, squeeze, release contract, let go, tighten, loosen. Are you following me here? So these things that can feel opposite to one another are necessary to function simultaneously to coordinate. And you know this experience if you think about any sort of physical activity you do, whether that be dancing, going for a run, you know, playing any sort of sport, going for a swim, something like that. You know that there's the experience of push and pull contract, release, tighten, squeeze, allow, receive. And you know that when you do that well, that you don't necessarily think about the specifics of those things. They just happen. Like if I swim and I'm swimming and it feels good in my body, I just swim. If I run and it feels good in my body and my body feels like it's working really well, I just run and my mind allows me to let go of keeping track of any of that. Now, the thing that's a little bit confusing about your voice is that your voice is hidden. It's inside of your body. So to try to coordinate something that you can't see, that you have a difficult time being mindful of the specifics of, it's a particularly tricky task. It is not for um, the faint of heart. It requires a lot of focus and a lot of attention, and it requires a deep knowing, a deep, deep ability to reflect within oneself very literally. So when I talk about it as coordination, and if it feels a little bit difficult to make that connection, that's why. It doesn't feel tangible. It doesn't feel external. It feels within, and to know requires us to be sensitive to two primary things how the sound feels when we make it, what's the experience of how it feels in our body, and what we hear when we make it. We have to keep track of both of those things to understand how it is that we're coordinating making the sound. Now, truth be told, it's difficult to keep track of both of those things, and there's a chance that you have an area that you feel more attentive to. So you might feel more attentive to how the sound sounds, or you might feel like it's easier to focus your attention on how it feels when you make the sound. But ultimately, we're striving toward, over a long period of time, an awareness of a balance of both of those things that then alerts us to how it is that we're able to coordinate the sound in our body. 
Now, um, one other thing to know about this is to become more coordinated means to bring these seemingly opposing forces back into balance. So push versus pull, right? And the way that our minds work, just like it's hard to focus on listening and feeling at the same time, the way that our minds work is that it's difficult to focus on opposing forces at the same time, seemingly opposing forces. So depending on where you are in your journey, you might need to singularly focus on adding more energy to the sound, adding more tension in this case, or more commonly, you might need to focus on release, on relax, on letting go. But neither of those things are singularly the answer to how it is your voice works. Your voice is always a combination of the two. To make a sound is to combine these forces. It is the yin and the yang of your body. You can't be just relaxation. You can't be a limp noodle and sing well, and you can't be a ball of tension and sing well either. You have to be able to do something of both at once. Okay, so I promise this is all leading us back to constriction, but before it does, <laughs> I wanted to um, define contraction because a lot of times I think that we conversationally think of contraction as sort of a negative thing. And we can conflate constriction and contraction. We can also conflate tension and constriction and tension and contraction. And they uh, share parts, but they aren't the same. So there are many, many different types of contraction. Most often when we think of contraction as it relates to your body and the musculature, we're thinking of a shortening of the muscle, a tightening of the muscle and shortening of the muscle. That's not exactly true. There are actually four different types of contraction, and I'm not going to explain all of them to you here. I'll just give you the terminology, and you can look up more if you're interested in. But there's isometric, isotonic, eccentric, and concentric. In short, what that means is contraction can mean a shortening of the musculature, or it can mean a lengthening of the musculature. All of that involves some level of tension tension. So tension is at the heart of contraction. The reason that this matters is in order to make your sound, in order to use your voice, in order to coordinate opposing forces, you have to engage tension. You have to engage tension. The act of singing is an act of tension. But that tension has to be in balance to release to allowing, to receiving, to letting go, to expanding. And when it is, you will feel like you're coordinating your voice well in your body. And here's the thing, spoiler alert, when someone feels like they're coordinating their voice well, it doesn't feel like much of anything. It just feels free. It feels open. It feels expansive. It feels like it's in the flow. There's just this yummy balance with it all. So I just say all of that to explain that sometimes when we talk about the voice, we can feel like contraction or tension are the enemies of the voice, when in fact they are vital to the production of your sound as long as they are in balance with the whole of who it is that you are. You do not have to be a limp noodle to make a free sound. You do not have to just like be a bump on a log. You have to be energized and alive and you have to be contracting it just 
the right pace in relationship to how it is that you're able to let go and to release and to stretch, etc., etc. Okay, so now back to constriction. To define constriction, we could say that constriction is like the narrowing or the closing down or the tightening or the squeezing of a space or around something. Um, as it relates to your voice, we said earlier, this is specifically the narrowing, the tightening, the squeezing of your throat. And even more specifically, it is the act of the swallowing muscles in your throat, tightening, narrowing, squeezing. Now, interestingly, inherent to constriction is contraction. Inherent to constriction is tension, tightness. So why do we do that? Why does that happen? Well, mechanically speaking, it happens for one very simple reason. Your vocal cords aren't closing in an efficient way. The sound that you're trying to make with these two tiny pieces of tissue in your throat that we call your vocal cords or your vocal folds, they're not coming together with efficiency and ease. And so what happens is other muscles in your throat try to help support that closure. They try to protect the sound from not occurring how it is that your mind is telling it to occur. What's kind of crazy is it's not just the swallowing muscles of your throat. That tension can radiate outward. It can show up in the muscles in your neck. It can show up in your SEMs. It can show up in your jaw. It can show up in your tongue. It can show up in your shoulders. It can show up in your lower abdomen. It can even show up in your pelvic floor. The tension can radiate outward. Similarly, if you are fearful, if you are anxious, if you are upset, if you don't feel safe, if you are in an activated nervous system state, if you are in fight or flight mode, your throat might shut down as a means of protection. Your throat might shut down as a means of trying to preserve your air flow, your airway. Biologically speaking, your throat is the most vulnerable place on your body. And so when we are in a place of fear, in a place of anxiety, in a place of dread, one of the most common areas of the body down the path of the vagus nerve is for the throat to contract, to squeeze, to tighten. So the beautiful thing about both of these options, whether it be just simply not coordinating your voice well in your body or dealing with a nervous system response, the beautiful thing about both of those is that they are protective mechanisms. They are mechanisms that the body knows to try to help you be more successful. I mean, very simply put, it's your mechanism for trying to stay alive, but also it shows up as an effort to be better. It shows up as an effort to um, make that shit happen. <laughs> you follow me here? My throat is not squeezing because it wants me to fail. My throat is squeezing because it wants to protect me from failure. My throat is not squeezing because it wants me to fail. My throat is squeezing because it wants to protect me from failure. It's a protective mechanism in your body. Now, obviously, it gets a little bit confusing in doing this work. Like, am I feeling this constriction because my voice isn't being coordinated well? Am I feeling this constriction because my uh, fear has crept in, my anxiety, my dread have crept in because I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit this note or I'm afraid someone might hear me or I just am really disappointed in what the sound might be? 
I would just argue that it's not necessary to figure out the specifics of any of these things because the truth is, is they feed off each other often. They're often connected to each other sort of intrinsically. It is You have to be pretty far down the road in your journey to really be able to separate the two and know the difference between the two. And I would say that, you know, if constriction is something that you're experiencing often, again, I would come at this from a holistic standpoint. But let's say you have a voice that has functioned very, very freely for a long time and you feel really confident in your in instrument and suddenly you start to experience constriction, you should travel down one of those two paths or both of those paths and really try to dig in what might be at the heart of it. If you're suddenly experiencing constriction, lack of clarity in the sound, there might be something physically wrong with your voice, or you might have inadvertently developed a habit that has caused this chronic way of being in this throat, the throat, this chronic protective mechanism. Or there might have been a significant shift in your life. Something has changed and your mind might not yet have become aware of what it is, but it has caused you to feel unsafe. It has caused you to feel fearful and your throat is trying desperately to tell you about it. Desperately to tell you about it. See, the good news of constriction is that it always tells us about the struggles that we are having. The good news about constriction is that it always tells us about the ways in which we could be its opposite, more expansive, more open, more free. I said to you earlier that contraction and tension are a part of what it is to make sound. But I want to be very clear now that constriction is not. Constriction is not a necessary component to using your voice. The feeling of your throat closing, the feeling of your throat tightening, the feeling of your throat squeezing, the feeling of your throat shutting down is, as I said earlier, antithetical to your voice. It is, in fact, the enemy of your voice. Tension and contraction are not, but constriction is. And it is the thing that most of us struggle with most often. But the good news is, if constriction is not inherent to what it is to use your voice, that means you can stop doing it. You don't have to constrict. Your throat does not have to close down. It doesn't have to squeeze. It doesn't have to tighten. It doesn't have to feel like you're choking. It doesn't have to feel like you're suffocating. You can overcome these things. In fact, I would even argue that once you get far enough down the road, once you get far enough in your voice journey, once you really know your voice, you can choose not to constrict. You can be mindful and make the choice. I mean, think about the broader implications for that. Start with me here and just for a moment, Think about the experience of your voice constricting in your body. Think about the experience of your throat closing or squeezing. Think about the experience of trying to make a sound, trying to show up, trying to be heard, trying to perform, trying to be seen, trying to express yourself and feeling like you're limited because the space is shutting down. It's closing. It's so tight. It's like trying to shove a square peg through a round hole. Now think about the areas of your life that feel similar. Think about the areas in your life in which you're trying to show up, but you feel so constricted, like something is squeezing from all sides. 
Think about the areas of your life where you want real change, but you just feel stuck. Think about the areas of your life where you don't feel seen, you don't feel heard because you feel limited, you feel inhibited, you feel narrowed around, you feel contracted in an overzealous way. Those sounds that you're not able to make, they are not dissimilar to these areas of your life that you're not able to show up in. And like I said, there's good news. You can move beyond this. There's a process for moving beyond this. And it starts by simply noticing that it's happening. You might have normalized constriction in your voice and in your life. And here's the thing I want you to know, because your body is so equipped to try to protect you, it might feel safer. You might feel physically and emotionally and psychologically convinced that it's safer to constrict, to tighten, to squeeze, to narrow. It's like you're really used to having a weighted blanket on you. <laughs> you're really used to feeling heavy and you're really used to feeling sort of the comfort of being squeezed from all angles. That feels like the safest mode. And the letting go of that might feel wild and scary. This is often the experience that people have with their voice. When we take them through an exercise, if I take you through an exercise and then suddenly you make a sound that feels more free, less constricted, less tight, while that will feel good, it will also feel disorienting. It will feel disconcerting. It might feel triggering. It might not feel safe because you've spent so many years hanging on to this experience hanging on to the story of protection. It's important to know that your body always precedes the story that you've created in your mind. So this first step of awareness is so as to give you the opportunity to write a new story. Because in the past, your throat might have constricted and you might have just said, that's how it is. That's how it's always going to be. That's how it has to be. I guess maybe I won't ever be able to make sounds that are different. Look, so-and-so said I couldn't sing, and I guess that's true. Are you following me here? But then, if you have the capacity, if you have the awareness to go, huh, my throat is squeezing. Isn't that interesting? Look, my body is showing up, trying to help me to make this sound. Look, I feel fearful. I'm worried that someone might hear me and my throat is telling me all about that. So the next question is, is that true? Is that necessary? Is there an alternate path? Can I behave differently? Can I use my voice differently? Am I able to show up in a way that feels, for now, less constricted? The answer is always, always yes. It might be yes on a varied timeline, depending on where you are in your journey, but the answer is always yes. And that answer of yes is the direct path to freedom. It's the direct path to coordination. Because if you're able to alleviate some of that tension, and, and quite honestly, some of it you can just do by thinking about it. You can just say, hey, throat, I see you. I feel you. Could we just relax a little bit? Could we stop squeezing? Could we stop narrowing? 
That's the first way in. But from there, there are very, very strategic exercises. There are very, very specific models that will help alert you to what it is to make the sound with a more open throat, with more freedom, with more ease. So you have to notice the tension, notice the constriction. You have to get inquisitive about it. You have to be curious about it. And you have to know that the alternate option is only expansion. And that while your throat needs contraction and tension to make the sound, it doesn't need constriction. And the experience of coordinating your voice well is always expansive, is always open, is always more free. Similarly in your life, are you willing to confront the constriction? Are you willing to notice it? You can start with your body too. This isn't just about your voice when we're talking about noticing that constriction. When your throat starts to close up and you're at work, when your throat starts to close up and you're having a hard conversation, when you get asked to perform somewhere and you feel fearful and your throat starts to close up, this isn't just an opportunity to investigate what's going on with your voice. It's an opportunity to investigate what are these feelings? What are these emotions? What is this experience in my body? What is the story that I've written? How might I change it? How might I move into something different? You have to start by being willing to notice it. And it's not going to be comfortable. A lot of times when um, someone comes to do this work with the voice, they'll know that something's off. They'll know that something's wrong. And if I tell them explicitly, you know, you're experiencing constriction in your throat. You're experiencing the closing down of your throat. They may have never noticed that before. They may have never felt that specifically. Their mind may have never been alerted to that. And then once I have alerted them to that, they may find it to be unbearable in a way. They may actually find it to be worse. Suddenly they are aware of this uncomfortable spot in their body, this uncomfortable place in their life. So that first initial acknowledgement, I'm not going to tell you it's necessarily easy. But what I will tell you, it is the only path to more freedom and more ease. It is the only path to expansion. And just on the other side of constriction is expansion. Now, here's another concept I want to drop in just to, I don't know, tease your brain a little bit. Constriction is finite. Expansion is infinite. Constriction always narrows, shortens, makes smaller, makes less than. And that essentially can close in on itself only to be itself. Whereas expansion is the feeling of opening up. Opening up into everything. Opening up into anything. Opening up into everyone opening up into every sound, opening up into every possibility, opening up into the magic that is this human experience, opening up into your life. When I sing and I just let it rip, ah! <laughs> that feeling in my body is so <laughs> expansive. And the beauty of that is that it just alerts me to what it feels like to be open, 
It's what alerts me to what is so possible for me in my life. For my voice to travel through, for me to feel expressed, for me to feel aligned, for me to feel in the flow. I can't do any of those things if I'm shutting down. I can't do any of those things if I'm constricting. Now, I can do all of those things with a balance of contraction. So this isn't solely opening up all the time. We know that this journey is not linear. Contract, expand, contract, expand, contract, expand. And with each expansion, the contraction gets just a little bit smaller, a little bit less significant, a little bit less related to our experience of constriction. We see the contraction as a necessary part of the expansion, as a part of the whole, as a part of freedom, and as a part of opening up, and as a part of being alive, and as a part of being human, and as a part of showing up, and as a part of knowing ourselves, and as a part of feeling divine, and as a part of just yes, 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 exclamation point. So I know this is a bit of a winding road. <laughs> I hope at the very least you feel curious and you feel inspired. But just know that when your voice isn't working well in your body, or and when you feel fearful, when you feel dread, when you feel anxiety, one of the primary ways in which you might experience that is the feeling of your throat, or the actuality, I should say, of your throat closing down. And that is a natural protective mechanism based on previous conditioning, based on previous experiences. And your body is so wise in its ability and desire to try to protect you. But now, but now, some of those mechanisms, they may not be relevant. They may not reflect the life that you want to live. They may not set you up for success in where it is that you're going. So you have to notice the constriction. You have to. You have to pay close attention to it. And you have to decide to let it go. You have to decide to let it go. My friend, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to open your throat? Are you willing to be heard? Are you willing to show up fully in your life? I sure hope so, because we need you. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you sing. Until next time, peace.